Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Shakara Maybone. Jada Vassar. And Anthony Brinson. And this is All Shades of Chocolate, where we bring... The sweetest. The hottest. Black, black culture, culture to MSU. We're here. We're back. And what's a better thing to talk about than mental health? We always get the jokes and the laughs out the way. You see, I just cracked the joke. Now, Jada still want to laugh over there from what happened in the beginning of the episode. You know, you know Shakira over here mumbling like the mic can't pick her up. So, you know, <laughs> we always get our laughs out, bro. We always get our laughs out. But it's definitely important to tackle the serious issues whenever we have a chance. And this episode is going to be surrounding mental health. With that being said, I wanted to ask you guys about the stigmas that are around mental health and especially black mental health. I see we have it as one of the first things on our notes, and I really like that. And if you don't mind starting us off, Jada. Oh, you always pick me to start, bro. Okay. Um, yeah, so I kind of, you know, dabbled the notes down in here as I usually do. And I definitely wanted to highlight that we talk about just some of the conversations we may have had with people in our family or just people in the black community in general who maybe are part of an older generation that doesn't believe that mental health's a thing because they say, well, back in my day, I, you got X, Y, and Z, so what are you upset for? And, you know, and it's like, yes, of course, you know, I'm thankful for the shelter you give me. I'm thankful for the food you provide for me, the clothes I got on my back, the school that I go to. But honestly, mental health, it, it goes deeper than all of that. You know, it's really something that deals so personally to you that sometimes you can't even explain it to somebody else. And, you know, I definitely say I have dealt with my own serious mental health issues since... Like, for as long as I can remember, honestly. And that's sad to say, but I'm actually proud to say it because a lot of times, especially when you're so young, you don't really grasp the concept of mental health or you don't really grasp the concept of depression. Because let me tell you something. People in my high school, they really faked to be sad for attention. And it's sad that people do that a lot with mental health saying, oh, my friend's not here, so I'm depressed today. Or, oh, they didn't have the lunch I really wanted to eat today, so I'm depressed. And it's sad because when you get somebody who comes to you or comes to, like, your counselor or people of that nation, they're like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I don't know why I feel this way. I need your help. They're be like, why are you joking? Like, stop joking. They're like, I'm not joking. So it's hard that people take such a serious concept and conversation and, as this generation does, just run with it like it's a joke. And even still to this day, it's still such a huge part of that community because people think it's a joke when it's not a joke people are dying at the hands of their own mental health on a daily basis but why isn't this something that is only talked about when a mass group of people do it or one famous person does it now it's like oh yeah we got to really talk to your kids guys and talk to your friends and make sure they're okay but if you really go in these people daily lives they they really just don't care so, yeah, I definitely wanted to just dive into us, like, saying our own experiences and how we move forward with it and how we get the courage to still stand strong to hopefully help the next person who's in that situation with no one believing them. And now they're barely believing themselves. So. Yeah, I agree. And I really believe in that um, <clears throat> mental health issues come from generational and like you said, you know, the stigma of it in the black community is not really talked about. So, like, you can probably suffer from depression and then realize that your dad or your mom suffer from depression. And then it traces back to your grandma. And it's just like, you just think to yourself, like, why isn't this talked about? Like, are you guys just, like, just basically pushing under the rug, thinking that, you know, they just sad and things like that? Because I'm speaking from, like, my own experience, like, sitting back and it's like not to blast my dad and things like that like 
you know, he suffered from, like, addiction and things like that. And, you know, sometimes depression, that's fired up that, uh, you know, addiction right, and right, stuff right, like right. that. So I just look at him and then I look at my, <clears throat> you know, my grandma, too, because I heard, I heard some things about, you know, my grandma saying that she was, you know, always depressed and things like that. So I just see it's a pattern and things like that. And it's just like <clears throat> now that I'm older, there's nothing wrong with being depressed, you know. It's just that some people, they just have bad days and things like that, but it's not good to ignore it. Like, you should know all the signs, you know, Yeah. and try to get that help, so. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, and I definitely always, when I hear this statement, like, passed around or someone says it, I always have to heavily agree that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, And no, it's truly okay to not be okay every day, because nobody's okay every day. Yeah, listen, because I struggled with some depression, too. I think it was when in my sophomore and junior year, I had some things going on at home. Like, my family, they wasn't really helping with it. They kind of was the cause of it, but just, like, I just had to tell myself, like, okay, well, this is what I am struggling with, and I need to, like, let somebody know, because you just can't push it under the rug. That's not healthy at all, but... If you are struggling with that, it's it's literally okay. You you will get through this, you know? So Yeah, yeah. And it's very important one of the or really what both of you guys touched on, just the older generation and how they see it and how they chose to react. Because one of the biggest realizations I had to realize was mental health wasn't really a thing back in the day. And obviously it was um a part of the culture and a part of things that were going on, but people were just pushing under the rug. So when having to have conversations with like my parents or teachers about mental health and me not being okay, you always got the typical response of, oh, you're too young to be going through stuff. Mm -hmm. And at first, it really hurts to hear that statement. It always hurts. But for me, it ended up coming, helping me get to the realization that they just don't know how to have those conversations. And that's all they heard. So when we bring up things about mental health and we're in high school and they're 40 years old dealing with bills, they all they know is to compare, like, okay, I wish I could be young again, or I wish I could be going through the things you was going through, because I trade you. But it's really just, I was thinking about this the other day, just to myself, going through stuff don't have an age limit. It doesn't have a range. Like, not. you could go through things right when you were born, or right when you get memories, if you didn't have somebody in the house important to you, oh. or if you went through something traumatic. It doesn't really have, like, a specific Listen, date. I know all about that, too, because, I mean, I'm not trying to trauma dump, but it happened all the tra traumatic things happened to me, like, when I was, like, five, six years old. So I really agree, Anthony. Like, it does not have an age limit. It's just all that matters, I guess, you just have to try to limit it, I guess, and just try to adapt to it. And, yeah, that's... And it's so important with us being the next adults, which, by the way, that's crazy. We about to be the next adults. But oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm a kid forever, when so we No, nah, for real, though. <laughs> See, I'm forever 20. I'm not even 20 yet. But... Um, it's good that we're going to be the next ones who are in like positions of power or future teachers or parents. And it's up to us to be the generation that prioritizes mental health with our kids and with ourselves. Because another big thing is a lot of adults are traumatized on their own. They go through things. I mean, you hear the jokes all the time. Like when I was young, I got beat with a switch, refrigerator, and just, <laughs> just no. like, or they just go through that. Um, like yeah, back in my day, we had to shovel snow with our hands. Like that's <laughs> not okay. I, I had to all. walk down the street with my shoes off. Yeah, like, feet was blistering the rocks. All it, like, like you I'm, think that was normal? Like I'm, I'm being funny, but 
really just these things serious. are very serious and just the <laughs> truth that they go through they went through things on their own or they lost parents grandparents and it affected them for the rest of their lives so it's important for us every day to try and improve our mental health because it's not a one-day fix it's not a one-year fix it's a lifelong really commitment you make to yourself to believe in yourself enough to get past what you're going through and pray if you religious or do anything that gets you through the things that help you through your day and yeah got something to add on either you yeah i agree like you just said like just do things that you think that will soothe you like drinking smoking you know doing all the those type of things um it, it'll probably help right then and there but like it probably won't help in the long run so i don't know i'll just say maybe listen to music lay in the bed all day and cry it out that's what i do listen i'm a cry baby so i'll be like <laughs> and you know just get like teddy bears or something and to have something to like grasp on when you feeling down and out and things like that what's your yeah. go through music what's your go-to music go-to music so that's funny because i like r&b but sometimes i listen to like house music you know that okay, mm, okay. Mm, 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 <laughs> yeah and that can be pumped like i'll be ready to like go to the gym or something oh that's another thing too like if you don't like the gym i mean just try it out like at least once maybe do um something on the you know like the treadmill or the things like that do a little cardio you know something like that <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned that because for me personally i've never consistently been to a gym but I, i've worked out like my dorm or like yeah. in my basement when i'm at home yeah, and that really yoga. that mm-hmm. really helps yoga too. i haven't tried yoga i gotta especially my bones yeah. be hurting so i gotta start stretching <laughs> but no um just having trying to get your body in shape or really just having a consistent schedule other than classes is really it can really help. I know it definitely helped me. And like Shakira said, even if you don't want to go to the gym, just hitting, make it, set an alarm every day to do 10 push ups at five o'clock. It just gives you that structure to be like, okay, I can look forward to do this. Too. Yeah. And one of the many things that probably a lot of people need that'll probably help is therapy. <laughs> and you can suggest whatever to somebody, but you have to want to be better. And sometimes pursuing that want for better and striving to be better includes talking to somebody and therapy doesn't just mean logging onto a zoom and talking to a psychiatrist it could be like Shakira mentioned listening to music it could be relaxing getting like um, drawing drawing you know coloring books watching anime watching your favorite tv show some eating your favorite food if that makes you feel better just anything that's therapeutic to get you back in that right mindset make sure you can do it and be okay and i want to ask you specifically jada about your experiences with just pursuing therapy and i know you haven't had the best track record so the question i want to <laughs> ask is how how have you moved forward in finding therapeutic things for you without seeking a therapist mm-hmm. yes so i am also first of all i want to emphasize that there's nothing wrong with therapy i am a huge advocate of people who go to therapy i think it's one of the best things that you can do but I also believe that therapy doesn't work for everybody. And I learned the hard way that it does not work for me at a very young age. So having to learn how to still advocate for myself, but also advocate that I couldn't just sit in a room with somebody and talk, it's kind of one of the hardest things I ever had to do. And I was like 14 at the time. So when I actually decided to, oh, I'm kind of surprised. I never really told nobody this story like in its full effect. But when I actually decided to, tell people that I couldn't do it by myself no more. 
when I went to my school, because I was like one of the first things I did because I was in school and I was like, okay, I just I can't do this no more. It wasn't really handled the best way. So I kind of just really got sent to like the person that we had that would come in on specific days. And then they kept pushing for the talk, talk, talk. You need to talk. You need to talk out your feelings. You need to say what's on your mind. You need to say how, like, are you a danger to yourself? You need to say what are you thinking right now? And getting pushed to talk doesn't help anybody. And I am a strong believer that communication does help a lot of issues. But when you're in that headspace and when your mind's racing 80,000 things a second because I have really, really bad anxiety, have sitting in a room and talking to somebody was not what I needed. I needed space. I needed quiet. I needed to sit by myself. And not to say be alone. Like, I would love, like, a lot of the times at school I had my friends in the room, but they wouldn't just say anything. Just still have the comfort that someone's with me. But we just didn't exchange words. But having those rush moments of, okay, tell your whole life story. Who who made you this way? Why do you act like this? What's your family situation? And yeah, I definitely wish to Kyra, that's, that's where a lot of my trauma builds up from my family. So saying that stuff and then also trying to make sure that I protect the image of my family because a lot of the things that were traumatic are not only way better now, but I've grown from those experiences. It was really hard to do as a 14-year-old because I'm like, I haven't even told my mom. I just said it because I'm having a, like, a really, really bad day, and I'm kind of scared. So that's why I decided to make the jump, but I wasn't comfortable doing it. And you really have to make sure that you know the person you're going to, whether that be a therapist or a friend or even a parent. You really have to make sure you can trust this person enough to give them that part of yourself. Because once you do that, that's, like, the most vulnerable you can be to mm-hmm. me. That's, like, the most vulnerable you can be to somebody is if you're sitting there and telling them that I need help. And, like, you're very, very serious about it. So, yeah, it was definitely a long journey to figure out what exactly I needed to do to still make sure that I could advocate for myself and I could still do the things that I wanted to do. Because high school was very rough for me. 14 all the way to 18 was one of the hardest years of my life. And it was in high school. And... It, it 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 was it's I could tell the story for hours like it's a very long story but I love to tell that story to people now that I've grown from it and I'm way better than I was because so I love encouraging people and I love helping people but it's why I'm not ashamed of my story either so yes I may you know tear up at some parts or may take me some time to talk through specific events but I'm never ashamed of what I went through which is also another thing I feel like comes with mental health people are ashamed that they are depressed people are ashamed that they're having suicidal thoughts and there's nothing to be ashamed of that just shows that you're human and you're accepting yourself as who you are and you're accepting that you want to get help and fix yourself so there's nothing to be ashamed of and there's nothing to shame somebody for you can't shame somebody because they're depressed that's not That's not going to help them, and it's really not going to help you because it's going to ruin your image. But, yeah, I definitely just had to learn how to adjust to my surroundings and how to really just, I say advocate a lot because I really had to keep telling these people, like the staff, like, no, I don't want to do this. And they're like, well, try it out. And I said, I did. I don't like it. I don't want to do this anymore. And even getting therapy outside of high school, I was like, yeah, it's it's not for me. I don't, I don't really like sitting in a blank room with a chair and a desk and we just stare at each other like this because I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> so it, it was really, it was, it was really, it, it just, it just didn't click with me. But I know it clicks for a lot of people and I'm very happy for those people. But I also believe that we need to advocate for the other solutions that help the people that don't like therapy like me. 
I'm very strong that other ways, like you guys said, music, talking to your friends, talking to your parents, you have a close bond with your parents, being by yourself, talking to yourself, which is not weird. I talk to myself all day. We have yeah, great conversations. Some people try to make me seem like I'm a little off. But no. No, I be having like, okay, so this is what I'm going to do. This is what not, I'm not going to do. Exactly. How are we going to do this? Like, what are we going to eat tonight? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, that stuff know, that is helps. therapy to me. That's yeah. my therapy. That's how I get through it. That's how I get through the hard days when it seems like I can barely get out of bed and go to class. You know, that's, mm-hmm. it's how I get myself up and get myself active and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like you mentioned that therapy, like when you was in high school, people like push it down your throat to like open up. See, and that's where therapy goes wrong. Like most therapists, they have to like realize that you can't do that, you know? Not everybody is comfortable at that moment, at least. So you just cannot, like, push them because that's that's not going to get them. That's like making a picky eater eat something they don't want to eat. <laughs> like, you can't do that. Like, no, that that's not two and two yeah. doesn't go together. Because <laughs> yeah. I had, like, a similar experience, too, but it wasn't in school. It was um some, like... Um, child therapy office that my grandma took me to when I was like nine, ten years old, and it's like at first, the ther- the first therapist that I um you know received or whatever, she was really nice. It's just like me at nine years old, I was just like, what I I don't need to be here, knowing that I actually did need to be there at yeah. the time, but I was too young to realize that. And then, you know, that therapist, she had to, like, go to a different office and things like that, so she left, and they put me with another person, and she was not it. Like, she was not enthusiastic. She basically tried to make me forced to say stuff. And it, mm-hmm. it was just like, every time I went to her, it was just so weird and things like that. But me now, I don't know. I love, I feel like that therapy will help me. <laughs> just like what Jada said, it, it just, you know, to each his own and things like that. Because I believe that my grandma who I was, like, you know, was raised with or whatever, she put me in therapy too young, I would say, because I don't understand, like, the stuff that I went through back then like I do now. So I just feel like therapy will help me now, most definitely, because now I'm at the ripe age of 20. You know, I'm starting to realize more and more things as I get older, like losing my mother, not having my mother in my life and things like that. So it's just, like... Therapy, I feel like that would really help me right now because mm-hmm. sometimes I just really do, like, need an extra hand. Like, I know all of my problems, and I know all of, like, the things I need to work on, but I just need that extra push, you know? And it's nothing wrong with getting an extra push either, so. And speaking of that extra push, um, have there been any places on campus that have reached out to you or you've sought out to see if they can help improve your mental health, if they offer anything? And if so, how are you guys experienced on that? Mm, well, before, you know, this whole tragedy happened and um, state news, they brought in, like, the psychiatrist and things like that. I didn't really look into, like, you know, we have a thing called CAPS. I didn't really look into it because people said that it wasn't really all that, you know, good and things like that. But um, ever since, you know, state news had bring in the psychiatrists, I really try to use them to the best of my ability because, first of all, they are free. <laughs> and it's just like they will literally be there for you. And I literally going to, you know, took advantage of it. And so far it's been good. You know, I have my next session with um, one of the doctors this Friday. And, yeah, we actually got, like, a lot done the last time we talked. So I think it was pretty, you know, 
beneficial to me. So that's really good. Do you have anything, Jada? Or um, I don't think so. Like I said, especially coming into college, knowing that it's not really a route I wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. And whenever I hear about caps, that's all I really hear is you sitting and talking to somebody. I was like, mm, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, let me put the phone down. But definitely, I definitely brought like the um. The processes and the stuff that I learned in high school that I really liked and that I learned really helped me and I brought it to college, especially my first year as a freshman. I really needed to stay true to those um, things that I learned. And honestly, I kind of fell short on them because, you know, when you're in, you first go to college, you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But then October, November hit and you're like, this is really crazy. It's really <laughs> crazy. It's real out here. So that's that was the time where I really needed the, the things that I call therapy is when I really needed my therapy. And it's really when I tapped into those things that I like to do, going on long walks or listening to music or the music that I really like to listen to when I get in those moments is gospel. Because I feel like my spirit is what needs the encouragement to help lift my flesh back up. Ooh, that's a word. Preach fast. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> so that's, that's, those are the kind of things that I do that I know will get me right back out of shape. And it's like, okay, come on, mind. We got to get it back. We got to get back on track. Let's keep it moving, you know? That's really good. And one of the last things that's on our agenda to talk about is just how has your mental health been impacted once you've gotten to Michigan State? And I know I personally will want to go last because it's not the best answer, but it can end on a good good note because I know it also says, like, Meeting people, how's meeting people affected it? And that'll be the good part of it. But I only say that because messing with Jada, like, hey, can you go first? But Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> no, I can ask Shakira, and then we can go, like, from Shakira to you and Demi. Okay. Huh. So my senior year of high school, I kind of got over, like, the trauma my family put me through. Well, not even the trauma, just the crappy things my family put me through. And I was, like, really excited to come to college because I was like, okay, this is like a new leaf I'm turning in my life. So at the end of the day, this is my life. I cannot let people or anything, anyone mess with my peace. And that's when I just realized, like, I I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to be upset, annoyed, and tired every day. I want to be happy. I want to be bubbly like I always was, you know? So I personally feel like it has gotten better because... I just have to tell myself, like, it's going to be okay. And if I do, like, have, like, a really crappy day, then I will, like, actually reach out to somebody to talk to so they can give me, like, advice or reassurance and things like that. So, yeah, that's just me. Like, I just (laughs) tell myself, like, you know, I cannot live like this anymore. So now I'm going to actually find resources to help me, you know, break that, you know, shell, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, I definitely say my mental health, mental health coming into college was okay the first few months, like that first freshman semester, but then spring hit and it was like, oh my God, oh my God. Now this, we better be really real on this. A lot of what affected my mental health is because I was an honors kid. I am not an honors kid no more. And it was one of the best decisions I could ever make for myself. Ooh. But it took, <laughs> no, seriously though, because I was a kid that was always in honors classes at school. Yeah, same. Primary, elementary, 
middle school, all the way up to 12th grade, I was in the highest classes you could ever take. You know, I personally feel like that can put a toll on our mental health, too, oh, coming from do. family, because, you know, they hold you to that upper yeah. standard. Yeah. But that's a different conversation, so. Yeah, no, trust me, it, it do. Um, mm-hmm. So I came into college thinking I could do and I could make the grades that I made in high school when I was humbled very quickly mm-hmm. at that first semester grade and dropped and I was like oh my god these are some of the lowest grades I have ever seen but I I I don't regret being in the honors college it taught me a lot and it taught me a lot of what I could actually handle because in high school and taking the college courses that I was taking I was like okay I could juggle a lot you know I could do a lot of things at once but when you get to college it's not you're not only doing schoolwork you're in clubs you're working you're trying to have some sort of a social balance you're meeting people you're still trying to find time for yourself. So it was just a lot on my plate, and the plate was tipping over. So I said, okay, something has to give. But, yes, I definitely agree with what you said because coming from taking those classes, I always knew people thought of me as up here. So when I told people I left the honors college, I knew That's the assumptions would be like, okay, mm-hmm. why? Yeah, You're like, oh, well, now you just being lazy. Right. Like, no, that's and not And it's the like, case, no, know? it took me – it was a very hard decision I had to make. Because I knew that if I stayed, I couldn't do everything that I wanted to do. Like, I probably would not be at State News right now recording this podcast for y'all. Like, I would not be doing all the great opportunities that I now have. And I'm just a regular student. And I honestly like it way better. It's not as stressful. And like I said, if you're in the honors college, great props to you. Because I know what it takes to be in there. And I said, yeah, we, we got to go. But after that and just, like, you know, healing and understanding to myself that it's okay, that doesn't diminish my intelligence. You know, just because honors college won't be on my degree anymore doesn't mean I still can't produce the grades that I know I can produce. And my grades are way better now because I'm not in the honors college, you know. And it definitely took a lot of talking and just even talking to my mom because with my grades and the stuff that I want to do, she's definitely the one person that I know I need encouragement from. And she's the one person that I know I need to be like, you think I should do this? Or would you be okay if I decided not to do this anymore? What if I just changed my major? Like, would you be okay with it? And she's like, Jada, if it makes you happy, then I'll always be happy for you, you know? And leaving the honors college, it it made me very, very sad to leave because I thought she'd be disappointed in me because I dropped out. I thought she'd be disappointed because... I didn't want her to think I gave up. And I thought I gave up on myself leaving. And she was like, no, you realize that you couldn't do it all, which is what I've been trying to tell you, that you can't do it all. And now that you learned that you can't, I'm happy that you're realizing it. So now you can put boundaries on what you want to do. Now you won't say yes to everything. That's also a problem I had. I was, I yes, couldn't ma'am. say no to people. Mm-hmm. Now I say no in a heartbeat. I'm not doing that, sir. Right. Have a nice day. <laughs> Get out my face. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Push it back. So now I, like I say, I'm never ashamed of the things that I go through. I learned that having shame on it doesn't fix it either. So I'm very grateful for the challenges that I had to go through, the people I had to lose, the people I had to see depart from me, because now I know what I will and won't tolerate. Now I know exactly what I want to do, and I'm getting the opportunities that were always meant for me, but I wasn't ready for them yet. And now I'm so happy that I have them. And yes, to end on a positive note, has media people helped? Yes, 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 yes. I now understand what people mean when they say you will meet your lifelong friends in college. Because y'all right here. I've done so much for me. Like, y'all don't understand 
how, and I know I joke with you a lot, Anthony. I'm talking to you right now. I know we <laughs> joke a lot, and I say, get out my face. But you being in my face has, like, Nah, she for real. Me. No, bro. <laughs> Where'd she go, bro? <laughs> but, like, no, you, like, even, like, last night we watched Jujutsu Kaisen, like, I never take those moments for granted. I never take, you asking me a thousand questions for granted. I never take us just sitting in the newsroom and us distracting you from work. Like, I never take <laughs> those moments for granted because I didn't have them. Or I didn't have them so as so genuine. Like, yeah. the moments that we shared, the hangouts we go on, the friendship dates we go on, they're pure. And I never experienced such pure friendship like this until I came to college. So now I believe all y'all, my sister, when she said, yeah, you go meet them people in college. I was like, mm, I what I just so. went through in high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm good by myself. Yeah. But I was like, okay, you're right. You're right. And then the state news, all of y'all here, hey, girl, we got somebody in here today. Hey. You gonna, you, y'all going to see us in real life. All right, don't say no. Y'all going to see the faces behind the voices. But, yeah, meeting everybody here, meeting Samaya, meeting the copy desk, like, meeting my forever friends. And I don't ever want to lose y'all because y'all have helped me, like, so much. I am now I'm, like, yeah, I'm not alone no more, you like, know? Because of y'all, it's like I've been... I mean, I'm always going to laugh regardless because that's just me. Yeah. But I don't know. It just... Y'all gave me so much more reason. Like, so many more reasons to laugh. <laughs> because, I don't know, that helps me. Like, that's the best therapy. And it's, it's free. Just yeah, laugh. Yeah, me, we laugh Smile. all day. Like, we, yeah. We laugh all day. <laughs> <laughs> we was laughing before we came in here. We laugh all day. No, seriously. I heard the beginning of the episode. Just laugh. <laughs> Please cut that out. No, I'm going to keep part of it. I'm going to cut your mess up out. But no, the laugh, no, we're going to keep all that in. But, but, yeah. And I feel like there's no better way to end the episode just with what both of y'all said. And just to give a short version of what I, how I would answer the question, it was, and still is, very rough. But like Jada said, meeting some of the people I've met here, especially the two people across from me, because, hey, y'all go see us, like she said. Right, hey. Has been some of the... Y'all are two people that genuinely saved my life. And I've told that to a lot of the friends I've met here at MSU, but especially with Shakira in particular, she know the impact she's had on my life with my relationship and meeting Jada and being part... She's a huge reason why I'm sitting here and why I have the job I have. So... I'm, I can never say enough to her to tell her I appreciate her. And also just rekindling a relationship from high school and middle school, really, that yeah. is I, actually still in my life. Right. I'm so happy that we actually rekindled our relationship, too, because I didn't know that you was coming here for journalism. Yeah. So that seeing, was like, that was that was funny. <laughs> yeah. And seeing you like having like the little summer program you had did for MSU oh, and then mm-hmm. being MSU and then seeing you. It was really cool because there were people who from our high school who I have relationships with that I no longer have relationships with. Yeah, and same. that hurts to lose <laughs> relationships you've it had sucks. for so long. But to rekindle one with you and then meet you and feel like I have another sister in my life, and I couldn't be more grateful to God for. Yeah. And with that being said, this has been a really great episode of All Shades of Chocolate, really impactful one where we've brought the sweetest, the hottest, black, black culture, culture to, to MSU. MSU. And remember to stay sweet. Bye.